You are listening to Rock and Roll Flashback with your hosts, Jumpin' John McDermott and Bill Price. Welcome to Rock and Roll Flashback. I'm Jumpin' John McDermott, and we'll be looking back at some of rock and roll's greatest artists, songs, and stories. Today we're going to focus on percussionist Hal Blaine. So sit back and have a listen to The Wrecking Crew Part 2. Dozens of excellent musicians, including several skilled percussionists, participated in Los Angeles area session recordings of top 40 hits during the 1960s and 1970s. That informal group of sidemen and one sidewoman were part of one of the most influential assemblages of session musicians ever pulled together in one room. They are now referred to as the Wrecking Crew. Today I'm going to discuss the contributions of one of those session drummers, percussionist Hal Blaine. Hal Blaine was among the most recorded studio drummers in music history, claiming over 35,000 sessions, over 6,000 singles, 150 U.S. Top 10 hits, and 38 number one recordings on the Billboard Hot 100. Hal was born Harold Simon Belsky in Holyoke, Massachusetts, on February 5, 1929. He began playing drums at the age of eight. In 1943, his family moved to California. From 1949 to 1952, Blaine was in Chicago learning drums from Roy Knapp, who had also taught jazz drummer Gene Krupa. Hal began his professional career playing overnight sessions in Chicago strip clubs, which allowed him to practice and perfect his sight-reading skills. He gained experience as part of Count Basie's band and toured with Tommy Sands and Patti Page before taking up session work. After starting session work, Blaine rarely performed live, with two exceptions. Working with Nancy Sinatra at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas in the 1960s, and touring with John Denver in the mid-1970s. Hired to play on the Crystal's He's a Rebel, Hal became one of the regulars in Phil Spector's house band. Spector's wall of sound and tight arrangements gave Blaine the opportunity to create his own booming drum sound, accentuated by his lower drum tunings. His drum beat on the Ronettes' 1963 single, Be My Baby, became widely imitated. On that song, the innovative drum pattern was created when Blaine accidentally hit the snare on just the fourth beat instead of the two and the four. Spectre wisely kept Hal's unorthodox beat in the final recording. Blaine also frequently backed artists such as Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley, The Beach Boys, Simon and Garfunkel, The Carpenters, Neil Diamond, and The Birds. Hal's workload declined in the 1980s as recording and musical practices evolved and drum machines gained more popularity. In the fall 2018 issue of Drum Magazine, Daniel Glass credits Hal Bain with pioneering the disco beat. Here's what Glass had to say. In the mid-1960s, Blaine began experimenting with a new hi-hat technique. By working his foot to open and close the cymbals in time, he could create a distinct rhythmic sound. Although the sound had been featured in jazz for years, most rock producers hated it, saying it sounded like white noise. 
That all changed in 1966 when Blaine utilized the new hi-hat effect on what would become a monster hit for Johnny Rivers called The Poor Side of Town. Soon, every producer in Hollywood wanted that effect, and by the 1970s, it would become the foundation of the ubiquitous disco beat. End of quote. However, I would argue, and this is Jumpin' John speaking, that it was drummers like Philadelphia's Earl Young, who later drummed for the Tramps, who really should be credited with being the first drummer to make extensive use of the hi-hat throughout playing time of R&B and disco songs. Nevertheless, Hal Blaine was a great drummer. Early in his career, while searching for a sheet music at 20th Century's Fox Films, Hal noticed that the trumpet scores were marked with a caricature of a nostril. He found out that trumpeter Manny Klein used that symbol to quickly find his trumpet parts. So Hal started stamping all of his sheet music, first simply with Hal, and later with Hal Blaine Strikes Again. This evolved into a professional-looking rubber stamp he used to mark music scores and even places where he played. So the stamp was used for any piece of music Blaine played on, and years later, other drummers would come across sheet music with Hal Blaine Strikes Again on them. In his 1990 memoir, Blaine claimed to have invented the name Wrecking Crew as the old-school musicians feared these new younger guys were a destructive force in the conservative radio environment of the time, and hence would wreck things. In 2000, he was among the first five sidemen inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In 2007, he was inducted into the Musicians Hall of Fame and Museum as a member of the Wrecking Crew. He was inducted into the Modern Drummer Hall of Fame in 2010, and in 2018, he received a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. Blaine died of natural causes on March 11, 2019, at the age of 90 in Palm Desert, California. A statement from his family read, quote, May he rest forever on two and four, quote, referring to the second and fourth beats of measure in a music. Hal is widely regarded as having been one of the most in-demand drummers in rock and roll history, having played on more hit records than any drummer in the rock era. Here's a sampling of a few of his discography highlights. From 1966 through 1971, Blaine played on six consecutive Grammy Award Record of the Year winners. Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass in 1966 for A Taste of Honey. Frank Sinatra in 1967 for Strangers in the Night. The Fifth Dimension in 1968 for Up, Up and Away. Simon and Garfunkel in 1969 for Mrs. Robinson. The Fifth Dimension in 1970 for Aquarius, Let the Sunshine In. And Simon and Garfunkel in 1971 for Bridge Over Troubled Water. As mentioned earlier, over the course of 15 years, there were 38 recordings that hit number one with Blaine on percussion. I'm going to list them here by year and the name and the artist who performed each of these number one recordings. Again, Hal Blaine played drums on these songs. 1962, Johnny Angel by Shelley Faberis. He's a Rebel by The Crystals. 1963, Surf City by Jan and Dean. 1964, I Get Around by The Beach Boys. Everybody Loves Somebody by Dean Martin. Ringo by Lauren Green. 
1965, This Diamond Ring by Gary Lewis and the Playboys, Help Me Rhonda by the Beach Boys, Mr. Tambourine Man by the Birds, I Got You Babe by Sonny and Cher, Eve of Destruction by Barry McGuire, 1966, My Love by Petula Clark, These Boots Are Made for Walking by Nancy Sinatra, Monday, Monday by the Mamas and Papas. Strangers in the Night by Frank Sinatra. Poor Side of Town by Johnny Rivers. Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. 1967, Something Stupid by Frank and Nancy Sinatra. The Happening by the Supremes. Windy by the Association. 1968, Mrs. Robinson by Simon and Garfunkel. 1969, Dizzy by Tommy Rowe. Aquarius, Let the Sun Shine In by The Fifth Dimension. Love Theme from Romeo and Juliet by Henry Mancini. Wedding Bell Blues by The Fifth Dimension. 1970, Bridge Over Troubled Water by Simon and Garfunkel. They Long to Be Close to You by The Carpenters. Cracklin' Rosie by Neil Diamond. I Think I Love You by The Partridge Family. 1971, Indian Reservation by the Raiders. 1972, Song Sung Blue by Neil Diamond. 1973, Half Breed by Cher. Top of the World by the Carpenters. 1974, Annie's Song by John Denver. 1975, Thank God I'm a Country Boy, John Denver. Love Will Keep Us Together by Captain and Tennille. I'm Sorry and Calypso by John Denver. And 1976, Theme from Mahogany, Do You Know Where You're Going To by Diana Ross. This has been Rock and Roll Flashback, a look at the Wrecking Crew Part 2, the prolific drummer Hal Blaine. Stay tuned for the upcoming podcast, The Wrecking Crew Part 3, Carol Kay. I'm Jumpin' John McDermott, and until next time, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on.